The Word of God for our consideration today recorded in Judges chapter 6, previously read. In the name of Jesus, who has called us to himself and given us a mission in life, dear fellow redeemed. Tell me, have you ever felt like you faced a task that was bigger than you could handle? I mean, it was downright daunting, something that you thought you could never accomplish. Maybe, maybe you're under a, a load of debt that you can't pay off. Maybe you face months of chemotherapy and you don't know how you're going to get through it. Maybe you lost your job or lost your spouse and you've got to start all over and it just feels overwhelming. Or, or maybe it's not so much the circumstances of your life, but rather the expectations that God has for you as a Christian. Things that other people seem to find easy, you, you don't. Whether it's devoting yourself to prayer or reading your Bible on a daily basis, or inviting somebody to come to church with you. These things that seem small aren't so always easy to apply and put into action in our lives. If you've ever faced a, a task that seemed bigger than you could handle, you're not alone. 3,000 years ago, a man by the name of Gideon faced a similar challenge. His country was being overrun by enemy forces. Scripture says that the enemy armies of the Midianites were like locusts that devoured everything and left the nation of Israel impoverished to the point that all they could do was cry out to God for help. And so that's what God did. He helped them. He sent them what the Bible calls judges. We would call them deliverers, heroes, warriors who would lead the people in battle and rescue them from their enemies. In Gideon's day, the judge that God chose to do this was in fact Gideon. Only Gideon thought, nope, I don't think you got the right guy. I don't know if you can... Have me do that. I'm not up to that task. And so what did God do? God gave Gideon exactly what he needed to accomplish the mission that God had given him. Today, God does the same thing for us. Our theme for today is this. God calls us to carry out his mission. In spite of our objections and with the promise of his presence. Our text for today is taken from the book of Judges, Old Testament book that covers about 350 years of Israel history from the time they entered the promised land to the time that God established the first king. And it was during this period of transition from theocracy to monarchy that Israel went through a cycle again and again and again of rebellion, then oppression, then repentance, and then deliverance. For example, after Joshua died, 
who led them into the promised land, God says this, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals, right? The local false gods of the land. God's response In his anger against Israel, the Lord handed them over to raiders who plundered them. He sold them to their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. It's during this period of blatant idolatry and oppression that the story of Gideon is recorded. The holy writer uh, sets the stage Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. And so in his mercy, God provided that help. First of all, he provided it in the form of an angel. In this case, the angel of the Lord, which in Old Testament refers to the pre-incarnate Christ. In other words, the second person of the Trinity before he takes on flesh and blood. It's that angel of the Lord is described this way. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrah that belonged to Joas the Abizrite where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Do you sense a little irony in the angel's words? I mean, here's Gideon threshing wheat, not out on a threshing floor, driving a pair of oxen, but he's in a wine press like a a big bathtub whacking his wheat with a stick. Why? Because he's afraid. He's terrified that the Midianites would find him and steal what little grain he had left. It's to this frightened man that the angel says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon is probably thinking, who are you talking about? Me? Do I look like a mighty warrior right now hiding in this wine press? But it's not just the title, mighty warrior, that he objects to. He also objects to the other half of the angel's statement, that the Lord is with him. What does Gideon say? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us in the hands of Midian. If you think about it, Gideon is falling into a trap that we sometimes find ourselves in. Gideon is trying to draw a conclusion about whether God is with him on the basis of how his life is going. He's thinking, I'm in a wine press. 
I'm being oppressed. Where's God? Doesn't this sometimes happen to us? If you are facing a crisis in your life, in a relationship, a financial crisis, you've just been diagnosed with terminal disease, it's so easy to think, where is God? God, how could you let this happen? This is the objection that Gideon is raising. But the Lord is undeterred. What does he say? The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Unfortunately, that still wasn't enough for Gideon. He says, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family. In a sense, Gideon is right. In and of himself, He can't save Israel. He's a sinner. He's a poor, miserable sinner with flaws and failings just like you and me. But God's not asking him to save Israel. He's not asking him to do anything in and of himself. Instead, God makes him a promise that will make all the difference in the world. He simply says, I will be with you. You see, when God gives someone a mission, he also gives them a promise. God gives us the promise of his presence. Isn't that right? In in Gideon's case, the Lord first made it clear that this whole mission was not Gideon's idea. This was not Gideon's self-promotional campaign. No. What does God say? Am I not sending you? In other words, this is not Gideon's mission for God. It's God's mission for Gideon. But not only does God promise that he's the one sending Gideon, but he also promises that he's the one going with Gideon. I will be with you. You realize God does the same thing today. Whenever he sends us on a mission, he promises to go with us. Think about the words of Jesus in the Great Commission. He gives you and me a mission. Go and make disciples of all nations. And we think, oh, what? (laughs) I don't know if I can do that. So what does Jesus do? He immediately follows up that mission with this promise. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I have to tell you that that passage has kind of some special meaning for me ever since I was assigned out of the seminary to a mission congregation in Houghton, Michigan. It was a great comfort to realize that as I carried out the mission that God had given me, I had the confidence that God was not only going to go with me to the end of the age, but also to the end of the earth. (laughs) This is an amazing promise that God makes all of us. No matter what your mission, no matter what your vocation in life is, whether you're a pastor or a teacher or a parent or a student, you have God's promise 
that he will be with you. And even when times are tough, you can say with the psalmist, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why not? For you are with me. That's the promise that empowered Gideon to carry out the task that God had given him. And the same thing is true for you and me today. Whether your task is to raise your children in a Christian home or, or whether it's to invite somebody to church or share your faith with somebody who's looking for answers or whether it's simply letting your light shine in a world that's darkened in unbelief, you have the confidence that God goes with you. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't need a little more assurance that God is with us. Isn't that what happened with Gideon? If you remember the story of Gideon, Gideon, in a sense, asked God to give him a sign to prove that he was really going with him. And the sign that he asked for was Gideon put out a, a sheepskin, a, a fleece on the ground and said, God, if you're really with me, cover that sheepskin with dew, but not the ground around it. And that's exactly what God did that next morning. And then Gideon pushes a little farther. Okay, this time, make this fleece dry and the ground wet. And God, in love, to prove that he was with him, did just that. So does that mean what we ought to do today is put out sheepskin so we know whether God's with us or not? We don't have to. God proves that he's with us right here and right over there. You want proof that God's with you? Then remember your baptism where Jesus washed away the very sins that once separated you from God. The baptism that means you've been adopted into God's family. You want proof that God is with you? That God is for you? That God, in fact, is in you? Then listen to Jesus say, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This is my blood which is shed for you. Isn't it amazing that the God of the universe, all holy God, steps into our lives and connects us to himself. And once he's done that, once he's redeemed us, once he's made us his own, then he gives us a mission. He says, now go. Be my disciples. Be my followers. Be my evangelists. Be my stewards. And, and even when, even those tasks seem more than we can handle, then remember the words of the psalmist. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Or the words of St. Paul. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 3,000 years ago, a man hid in a wine press. God called him to a mission and gave him what he needed. 
he gave them promise that he was going with him. Three millennia later, God still does the same thing. God calls you to his mission and he makes you the promise. I will be with you. Believe it and live it for Jesus' sake. Amen.